Level two, this is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Ramsey. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people of Boston, and everybody else in between. Uh, but we hope that uh, in between that you are not an Arizona Wildcat uh, fan because, holy crap, the Territorial Cup uh, was uh, was not very territorial, okay? If, let's just, we're going to put it this way. Arizona, the state of Arizona is Arizona State's territory right now, all right? Now, we're we're going to put it that way. I don't know about, like, basketball, but when it comes to, like, and probably basketball, too, this year, uh, but what a beatdown. What a beatdown. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, maybe Herm Edwards. I actually thought Herm Edwards is a pretty nice guy. He's not going to, like, run the score up, is he? <laughs> no, no. No, no. And, man, you know, anybody that listens to this network uh, knows the raging redhead Cam Stewart. Uh, God bless him. So, Cam... Cam is, um, you know, Cam takes Arizona plus the points. And as did I, but I hammered the over. And I said, I said, this game's going to go over. And I put twice as much on the over. I went bigger up. I went pretty good on the over, actually, in game two. Uh, but so there, there, you know, Cam jumps in at uh, my, plus eight, plus 23 and a half. You know, it's like 21 nothing. He's like, oh, I got to take this plus 23 and a half. And I even said, yeah, I don't think it's a bad bet. And then he dipped his toes one last time at plus 43 and a half. Think about that. Cam had plus 43 and a half and didn't cover by like 36 points still or whatever. 26 points. Like, can you imagine? Like, like they lost guys by 70 points. Like, that's unheard of. Like, that's, you know, come on. That's like Savannah State versus Florida State in the old days. And it's funny because the guy asked, the, the play-by-play guy tonight asked Andre Ware, who's the color analyst, you know, what's the most you ever run up the score? You ever run up the score on anyone? It's like, dude, that's all he ever did is run the score up on people. They were known for it in Houston. They were known for it. Remember, um, remember the, the Houston against SMU? Uh, remember that year, Houston against SMU? They tried to crack 100. Like, they were into the 80s and the 90s, and they were throwing bombs. <laughs> they were literally like, they were like, we're going to get to 100 on you. We're going to get to 100 on you. And I swear to God, that fallout from that football game has lasted like 25 years, all right? Like any coach that was on a coaching staff in that game, like years later, if there's anyone else involved at all, it's like gang retribution. Like you're getting shot, you're getting shot. Because we remember what happened 28 years ago. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Late Night Anger Management Class, I am Marenzi. Going it down, level two. A freak show. Man, level one was quick. It's probably a good thing uh, we've got three hours uh, here this evening. Uh, a lot of stuff uh, to get to with one of our favorite uh, guests. And uh, Cam uh, misses. Uh, Cam misses you, Tony. Cam Stewart says, say hi to Tony Finn uh, for me. Maybe one of these Friday nights. Yeah. Maybe one of these Friday nights yeah. we'll get Cam. Yeah, uh, I would cold call him right now. But my guess is 
Cam is either like asleep or like get on it like in his underwear. He likes Dateline and murder mysteries and stuff. So he's probably watching or he's either asleep and it'd be, we'd be bothering him or he's with his buddies and uh, he's really, really hammered right now. <laughs> so either way, we're not going to bother him. <laughs> No, uh, the, I would, uh, the first would be a long shot for me, but the second would be pretty good odds. That would be the case. If I could, if I could, I seem to be, uh, I seem to be, uh, have stuff to do a lot more than I ever thought I would uh, at 105. So I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Let's, get to, I, I'm, let's work some more. The oldest, oldest, oldest handicapper in America, <laughs> Tony Finn. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> You know what, Tony? So Cam is like, um, Cam's like a, uh, that's his thing. Like, he doesn't watch, like, uh, Cam doesn't watch, like, the news. He doesn't watch, like, he doesn't watch, like, cable news. He doesn't watch TV shows. He doesn't watch, he doesn't have Netflix or any of that stuff. But for whatever reason, man, he loves, like, the, um, he loves, like, the documentary murder shows and, like, the crime and all that stuff. But he tapes them even, like he records them. And what's nuts yeah. is one of our producers in New York, um, his wife is actually an actress, all right? And huh? she, he's like, and, and so we're like, oh yeah, what does she do? What has she been in? She's like, oh, you know, she's in commercials and uh, oh, she was in a dateline. And, you know, and basically she does, and she, that's her, that's what she does now. She's like, you know, the, uh, you know, when they re-portray the crimes and stuff like that, you know, on, seven, you know, on February yeah. 13th and whatever on the date. So she's the actress that plays the women a lot of times in these. And Cam knew who she was. That's how hardcore he was. He's like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. She wow. was in this. She played this and that. And uh, I was like, wow, this guy really is. Uh, so if you're ever on a game show and you need to know a question about some weird, like, psycho murder or something like that. Cam, but Cam's not like a serial murder expert. He knows like about these stupid like Dateline cases and stuff, about like married couples and spouses missing, <laughs> like all kinds of crap. But, but, we, uh, a, we got a new nickname, new nickname for Cam. It's Lifeline Cam. He's a, he's a lifeline. I, I like it for uh, a million. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, uh, so what, uh, Tony? Uh, Gabe, I don't watch much TV. It's just not on. You know, outside of summer, outside of the summer, a couple of summer months, when things slow a little bit for us, uh, uh, if it's not, if it's not a sports-related show, uh, I I have to confess I'm pretty ignorant to uh, to current events during you know between August and June or um, you know April, end of April and May. Uh, I just don't, I I I don't want to get caught up in them. You know, so I will get caught up too. I'll get caught up. I'll get passionate, and it's been bad. This COVID and the the politics here in the states have been enough uh, to keep you busy alone. Just those two, just those two things alone. Yeah, you know, what? I've had uh, Russell Wilson's uh, one of Russell Wilson's coaches on, kind of like his um, his advisor, his life advisor type thing. But this guy, uh, he also uh, Trevor Moad, he also works with uh, the University of Alabama. He's like a motivator. And um, I had him yeah. on the show in studio in New York. And um, and basically, he told me, 
He said the best thing you could do in your life, like number one, is do not watch cable news. Like he, what you just talked about. He said, don't. He said, unless yeah. you're a politician, why would you watch that crap, right? <laughs> yeah. He goes, unless like yeah. you work in it. He I goes, agree. there's no way to watch it. And he said, he said it's just negative, and it's there to be negative. And like they're, it's the intention. They're trying to be negative. Like the broadcast is negative. Like it's just trying to incite passion in you. And then you're gonna get mad about things that don't really affect your life, right? And right. you know exactly. Like it's funny too. I was at a I was at a chiropractor's office today. And there was a lot of good proverbs on the wall, um, um, Buddhist stuff <laughs> about about uh, negative energy, focus. There are no friends. There are no enemies. There are just teachers. Stuff like that. That mm -hmm. that you know you got to think yeah. about all this, Tony. Exactly. Come. This all comes together and tries to help us pick some winners. So let's let's fly through some of these games. And I like multiple opinions on the right. same game. So uh, I, I was kidding earlier with Merrill. I told Teddy Covers I'm taking Colorado when he was disgusted. He said, oh, no, 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 no. Utah is a much better team. It's not happening. No, no, they're not even that good, Colorado. You can't go to the title game anyways. They actually could if USC lost. Uh, what do you make of the Colorado game? Well, I'm going to agree with Teddy. I, if I'm on this ah. game and I'm in this room, yeah, and if I'm in this room, I'm. I, if you look at what Colorado's done, at least their body of work, it, they, it sounds. People talk. They speak to. Uh, it, even if aesthetically, it appears to be really, really good. And when you dig really deep, it's really, really pedestrian. And in fact, it's not that impressive. And um, in this situation, the game I think is a coin flip. I really, truly believe it's a coin flip. Uh, I'll always, almost always take the points. That's just me. Uh, Tony, I brought up uh, the the military academy angle earlier. As far as when the service academies play each other, um, going back to 2005, 46 games um, that uh, 36 of them have gone under the number 36, nine and one, 36, nine and yeah. one to the under and military academy games, but does 37 and a half scare you off? Is that too low? Well, in truth, in first thought, absolutely. I mean, I think that this is, uh, I, I, I talk to it every week. I'll talk to somebody and they'll say, well, the total's high. It's 47. I said, hey, hold, hold, hold it, hold it. We're not, this is, this is 2020. That's not low for 20. That might have been low for 20, 2005, 2010, maybe even two years ago. But, you know, yesterday's 47 is today's 54. Yeah, but, um, you know, I look at it another way. I look at this, every, put it this way. Everybody's getting scared off of this. Yeah, it goes under, but, and, and listen, I know people over the years. I tell you guys this damn trend every year, all right? Every year, every time these things play each other, we tell you, and I'm sure many of you aren't betting it, you think, oh, I just can't do it. And you're not going to take the over, but you're not going to do it because of the number. And it sits at 37 and a half right now. But why the hell do you think it's 37 and a half, guys? Like if, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like everyone acts like, oh, it's so low. Then if it's so low, bet the over, right? But no, you're not going to do that. The reason yeah. they made it 37 and a half is, is they know it's going to go under. <laughs> like they know. They're like, no, no, we're not making this 43 and a half. Like, we're going to make it, we're going to try to scare people away. Like, essentially, this is a beware, don't worry about dog, beware of gun type of sign on a fence. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're yeah. trying to scare you I away. Do. They're saying, keep walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah you want to bet the under? It's 37 and a half. Keep walking. You know what? 
When I see that, I want to climb the fence. <laughs> I want to break into the into the car yard here. Uh, I want to break in. Uh, yeah, they're trying to. You know, Tony, you know who told me this is uh, Jimmy Vaccaro. Uh, we live in the same condo in Vegas, oh, yeah. and Jimmy Vaccaro gave me the line. Yeah. He said, he said, if you blindly college football, he said, if you blindly bet the highest over over all the time and the lowest under under all the time, yeah. you would win a lot of money. I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. Uh, if they tell you, if a guy tells you, hey, listen, I'm looking for the lowest number on the board to play over and the highest number to play under, uh, he's not going to be telling you that too long because he's not going to have any money to play. Tony Finn in Las Vegas, Wager Talk TV in the house. All right, we're going to get into the NFL uh, on the other side. We'll blast through the, uh, the entire NFL card. We'll see what Mr. Finn likes. But we'll also, before we do on the other side, I'll just see if there's a couple of games that Tony likes on the college uh, ledger. And we'll get into the National Football League. Level 2 continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Grid with Gabe Morenci. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Well, what's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. Kicking it. Tony Finn, wager talk. In the house uh, with us. Talking some uh, college uh, football. Uh, right now, we're going to get into the NFL, but uh, Tony, let me just, I'll just blindly uh, throw it out there at you instead of bringing up games. If uh, what what you want to share uh, with us, uh, what are what's a college game or two that you're taking a look at that uh, you think we can make some money on? Well, I think it's a, a, I think it's a pretty difficult card, but there's a couple games that I, I picked out this week that I, that I played personally and, and think they're worthwhile playing. I, I think, uh, I think there's a couple good spots. First being, I, I, Virginia Tech hasn't had a very good season, um, but they're explosive enough offensively. Their, their issues aren't offense. Their, their issues are defense or giving out the big play. And Virginia is not a kind of team that, that is explosive and going to, you know, break the back of the VT defense, which doesn't need a, a straw would do it. So they have to be very careful. But this game. In truth, I, I really thought that when they before the line came out, this would be about a pick of maybe even VT getting a point or two because of how poorly they they performed this year, uh, at least on the surface. And I think I think tomorrow is a uh, it's a tough spot for even though there's no fans and uh, home home games aren't what they they've been historically, especially um, in in places in that part of the country, ACC country that's uh, that's second. Only to the SEC, I think, as far as a crazed fans, should I say, at least in my experience. I think VT's got a good shot, minus the three, I think is what it is now. Virginia Tech Hokies. What do you think about this? Uh, so I brought this up earlier, but I didn't really get into it too much. 
Northwestern are five and one, um, four one and one yeah. ATS. They're going to the Big Ten championship game against Ohio State. It's already locked in. They're getting 20 and a half points in that game. But they've got a game against uh, against a rival here in the alumni. What what do you make of this? I you could argue that it is the the it's a weird spot for Northwestern to be in. If you know psychologically knowing we're in the championship game next week, no matter what happens today, anyways, you know, that's a weird spot to be in. Is the point spread too high here? Can Illinois hang around? I think they can. Well, I think they can hang around. And if you do believe the point spread is too high, at least if it's matching what the market's calling for, then you have to think about what you described, and that is it's an in-state rivalry. It's a, it concludes the season. It's a battle. I think, what is it, the land of Lincoln Trophy, if I'm not mistaken. And while, <laughs> and while Northwestern holds it, oh, yeah. Well, and while Northwestern has the edge in the series, I believe I'll disagree with that, Tony. The last five. And I know we have a lot of people in Chicago. I, I, we have a lot of people in Chicago tuning in. I think it's the uh, 300 people uh, a weekend shot uh, trophy. <laughs> 300 people, 300 people a weekend shot trophy. Uh, the Chicago special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what well, it is. Sorry. Uh, Go on. The war zone. It's the war zone bowl. Stay safe. You know what? Yeah, no, it's well, a safe well, city. Well, There's a. There's a lot of, obviously, there's a lot yeah. of violence, but it, it, overall, it's a safe city. Yet, we actually have a lot of listeners and callers from Chicago, and including law enforcement. So stay safe out there. Some real cool dudes, big fans of the show, Chicago PD. Um, you know what, Chicago Homicide uh, PD, you know what they're saying is uh, in the office, huh? Our day starts when your day hey, ends. No, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's some oh, cop humor yeah. for you. If you're wondering what cops are like, you know, how sympathetic they are, yeah, when they show up at the crime, that's their that's their joke. Yeah, yeah, our day starts when your day ends. Uh, homicide. Yeah, uh, but sorry, Tony, yeah. I, had to, <laughs> I had to get that off, get that out there. They don't. They don't it's it's a tough crowd for them when they're if they're trying to play tail jokes, right? You know. Uh, oh, exactly. I, you got to have a dark sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the football. Uh, and uh, whatever, yeah, whatever it was, it's a. Uh, Here's here's the situation. We we know that uh, that Northwestern um, will be playing in the, the in the Big Ten title game, right? Next week makes it less important contest today for the for the you know for those Purple Cats and uh, and despite the fact that uh, people don't really consider Illinois uh, they're, they're, they haven't been that competitive in football for a while. At least not the top of this Big Ten. It's a tough place to be at the top of, but they are uh, four and one. Against the spread, I was looking at some numbers from them, and they're four and one uh, against the spread. And the mark is a road dog of uh, 15 points or fewer. So that's a pretty good that's a pretty good mark, mark to have if you're a trend guy. And Illinois as well remembers, you know, that 29 to 10 loss at home as a six point favorite in, in the regular season finale last year. So this is this is a spot where I think uh, I, we could argue Northwestern is is not something you're going to think is a favorable position for them. Not a good spot. Tony Fed, wager talk, uh, kick it with us. All right, so let's get into the National Football League. First game in the rotation. Arizona's laying three against the New York Giants. Giants on a four-game win streak uh, right now. Danny Dimes is going to be back under center, albeit not 100%. I wouldn't expect uh, much mobility uh, from him, uh, but he's expected to be back. Um, Arizona lays three here. Dude, Arizona are one and four in their last five football games. Arizona would be 0-5 if not for the Hail Mary 
uh, miracle pass that they hit against the Buffalo Bills. Now they're going east, Meadowlands, MetLife. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, is he 100%? That's probably one of the biggest debates in America right now. What's Kyler Murray's health situation? And listen, Dr. Chow's a regular with us. who's a longtime team doctor, the Chargers. And, you know, he said uh, he doesn't think that... Um, he doesn't think that that's the problem right now. He thinks that, you know, it was an issue when it happened, but now it's been three weeks, and that's not the issue. Kyler's just struggling because he's struggling. And Arizona's got a lot of injuries on the defensive side of the football that have started that up over the years, like a lot of teams. But they've lost a lot of bodies on the defensive line. And it's starting to show uh, as well. And, you know, they're not a great team. They were kind of hyped up, but they're not a great team to begin with. What do you make of this one? Cards and Giants. Well, I'm a fan of, of the doctors. I actually uh, subscribe to his his uh, his website. Yeah. Uh, it's oh, very helpful. Doc, yeah. And, yeah, well, it's absolutely very helpful in, in far as not only knowing uh, more about the injuries and, and getting another opinion on where a player might be, but he actually grades teams versus, you know, offense versus defense. It, it does a good job. And I would agree with him. Um, my sources tell me that Murray's pretty close to being, uh, at least he's as healthy as anybody else in this league was in, in week 14. Let's just put it. No one's 100% in the NFL in week 14. And the fact is that some of this could be in his head. Uh, doctor, I, I, he may, he, it's some of it, listen, he got hurt, he got hit, and uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard the stuff that went on this weekend with with Hort Brock uh, uh, talking on the radio saying that, that Murray was uh, – essentially what Brock was saying was that Murray was kind of sissying up a little bit and he wasn't uh, he wasn't being an NFL quarterback, that he, that he wasn't going full speed through practice, a lot of things. There's a lot of things going on in Arizona right now. First off, you're right. Had they not had the Hail Mary – had they not had the overtime win against Seattle, let's let's go even there. They really only they they really just don't have a quality win, and they have survived. They were in the race till just recently, just the last month, and and now I think it's more about uh, learning what they're going to be doing next year and who's going to be playing for them and start auditioning yeah. some. And I know I know no one will agree with this, not Arizona fans nor the coaches would agree. They're not going to fess up to such, but. Uh, it's a it's a long road. It's a winding road, and it's a difficult road for them to to make these playoffs. They're running out of gas. I think it's a good way of putting it. They're just yes, you know right. what I mean. They're run they're running yeah. they're running out of gas. Um, uh, Dallas and Cincinnati. And, and your, giants, your Giants there. Go yeah. ahead. Your Giants are good though. They're they're playing really well right now. Well coached. Yeah, they're they're disciplined. Well coached. Um, enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah, and like in two, we were talking about yeah. negativity. Keep negativity out of your life, but coaches really believe in that. Keep negativity out of your room. And Joe Judge is very positive, yeah. right? Everything's positive, positive. Let's go, positive. And it's 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 paying off right now. And I'll tell you what, before it was a big joke, the uh, the NFC East. Now it's not so funny. Yeah. Like that you might have to go into no. New York in, in January, right? And they'll be even better then, too. Right. They're getting better every week. And it's like, it might not be a joke. Like, they just beat Seattle. Now, Seattle might have to go back there uh, and play them. So, listen, Dallas and Cincinnati's a train wreck. You know, it's a train wreck. But Brendan Allen is a bigger train wreck than anything here. As bad as Dallas is, I mean, they're averaging like 3.6. What's the exact number here? 3.6, I think, per play. Um, Offensively, they just can't move the ball, uh, Cincinnati. I was thinking about the under in this football game. 
And I listen, I, it's hard to say, oh, I love betting on Dallas, but this is a good spot for Dallas. Dalton going back to Cincinnati here. Good spot for the Cowboys. Uh, and Dalton gets lucky. He doesn't have to face Joe Burrow. They're going to win this game. Uh, I, I can't believe I'm going to bet on the Dallas Cowboys, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to lay it up three with the Cowboys. What do you think? Well, anybody who listens to the show regular, and that would be me and you, you've heard me say many times, <laughs> I won't take Dallas in 20 points. You can, you can offer me 20 points, and I'm going to hesitate. Uh, I don't feel quite as, as strongly as I did when I said that two or three weeks ago, but this is a train wreck. Both teams are a train wreck, mostly because of what Cincinnati's facing without a borough. Uh, if anyone out there had any questions about what he's worth to the Cincinnati team, or what he'd be worth to any team, in truth, whether he be a backup or starter and learning behind a quality backup, uh, he's, uh, I believe he's the real deal. I believe he's, if he can stay healthy, he'll be in this league a long time, and I think he'll be productive. But... There's a lot of sub, you know, a lot of subplots as you mentioned here. Um, the Andy Dalton situation, McCarthy. Uh, it's uh, it, it, he said all the right things, and it seems to calm down there since uh, since they've had the injuries to to their world, the world quarterback and 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 playing and playing poor, and playing defensively horrendous. Uh, you take Dallas here, the price will win. But I, I, I tell you what, we might have to have a little wait. I'm taking Dallas. Here. I'll take Cincinnati. I'm taking I'll Dallas. Take I'll take him. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Cindy. Um, it's a- SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Go on, you stupid horse. I got my last 10 plus on you. No, don't look at me. Run. No, don't come over here. Uh, oh, boy. Late night anger management class continues. Yeah. Tony Finn. Tony Finn going against me. Tony Finn's grumbling, going against yeah. me. Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals. Wow. <laughs> Listen, it went yeah. from a train wreck that I didn't even want to talk about this game earlier in the week to me looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I'll take the Cowboys. Uh, I'll, 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 t- I'll take the Cowboys here. <laughs> That's where, like, how, how it's fun, fun for me. And it's crazy because there's, there's a few games, actually. There's a few games on the board that I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not going to bet this game. That game sucks. But now that they're here, I'm like, you know what? I actually do like it. So I'll tell you, I'm taking the yeah. Giants plus three. I like the Cowboys minus three. Yeah. Um, Carolina minus three. Uh, Carolina back home. They'll get back on track here. Carolina are not a good team when they need to win the game. I get it. But uh, I think it's a winnable game. I don't love it. But I, you know, I can live with playing Carolina. The Houston-Chicago game, I am staying away from because I'm always wrong about the Bears. The Chiefs and the Dolphins game is intriguing to me. And I think the Chiefs offense is due for an explosion here, Tony. And I think it happens against Miami. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And I spoke, I, listen, I was called crazy uh, earlier this week, which uh, 
It's not unusual. Understandable. First off, understandable. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> it's not <laughs> unusual. And I I mentioned that I don't I don't think after the evidence I don't have listen I don't have proof I don't have a, in writing I don't have a tape recorded guys, but Andy Reid and his staff and Mo Holmes are doing just what they want to do. They're 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 doing just enough to win games. He has so much faith in Mahomes. Uh and he said, he spoke to this in one of his interviews at post interviews during after the game, one of the games this year where they, they had to drive down and score a touchdown to win the game and and he was asked after the game, he said, uh, were you even did the field goal ever did you think he had enough time to get down there and kick a field goal? He said a field goal, uh is Patrick Mahomes. We were gonna drive yeah. down there and score a touchdown. And they did. And listen, this is a team that, in most cases, like last week against, or like in the last few weeks against Denver, et cetera, they 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 were pretty good against the spread early in the season. And I think at this point in time, they're just sad. they're satisfied, Gabe, to win games. I don't think that he wants to show too much. He doesn't want to show too much to play us to expand. Yeah, yeah, yeah good point. Be, we know who's going to be. A, you know, I, I I don't think he's showing everything, and I don't think Spags is either. And uh, this may be one of those games that they better play hard and they better play long and they better play fast because Miami, Miami's proven to be a, a formidable. They've, they've proven to be a tough out without without question. I, I, I totally understand a lot of your points uh, there, but at the same point in time, and I get it, and you get that feeling with a few teams right now, right? Uh, me, me and Merrill were talking yeah. about that earlier with Alabama. There were Bama. It's like, dude, you're playing in a conference championship game next week. You're laying for 32 and a half points, like or 31 points. Like, do they really care about yeah. covering? Do they just want to not get hurt, look good, feel good about the way they played, and get out of there without getting hurt? But with KC, right. dude, they don't have the number one buy yet, Tony. They don't have the buy yet. No, they don't. And and I get it. That's it's correct. a great point that you raise as far as tipping your hand. But we're only in week 14. They have four more games left. Right, they still have four more games left. They're not even the top seed yet, and Miami are good. So I don't think they can go in there. I think the Saints do this. I think the Saints now without Breeze, I think they're like, yeah, whatever. Just hand the ball off. We'll just win the damn game. I don't care. Right? I think the Chiefs are different, but and also I think Mahomes is frustrated a little bit. You know, the, the, I think he'll just the entire offense scoring 22, 27, 24. That's not them. As you stated, Tony, that's not them. Yeah. I think they want to get on track a little bit. I get your point about not tipping their hand, but yeah. it's too early, in my opinion, for that right now. And I want to clarify, too. I'm not saying this thinking, oh, yeah, I'm running the window to bet the Chiefs minus seven. I'm talking about going over the number. I thought that, I think there's going to be some points put up on the board. I think the Chiefs win, like, you know, 34-24 or something like that, 34-21, something like that. Yeah, listen. I'm with you on this, and and, uh, and like I said, I don't have any evidence, any proof, but I just, it just, I've seen enough of this team, watched enough of Andy Reid, and uh, when they decided, yeah. take your take your team for instance, when they went to Buffalo, Buffalo said, listen, we're going to play soft, we're going to play, we're going to, we're not going to stack the box, you're going to have to, you're going to have to beat double teams and, and and bracket coverage on Hill, and they just ran the ball, they ran the ball all day long. They just took what they were given, and you're right. Uh, he Mahomes didn't like that. I don't think. I, I don't. Th I think he likes to see his teammates succeed, but I think he likes to throw the ball a little more than that. Tony Finn, wager talk uh, with us. 
Uh, guys, I just wanted to, uh, we were talking college earlier, uh, but how about this San Jose State Spartan team? I just wanted to throw it out here. How about, them? How, how about yeah. those, that San Jose State Spartan team? Wow. Like, wow, what 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 heart these guys have. Flying around the country, 5-0 uh, and for the first time since 1939, taking on a pretty good Nevada football team in in the um you know in the state of Nevada in Las Vegas uh, as well what a college football year this has yeah. been some great great storylines tony like you know that's the thing that bothers me we everybody gets so focused on the Alabamas and the Clemsons and the college football playoff there's 127 other teams man all right and you know like look at the coastal BYU game how cool it was just two teams manning up and playing each other you know, that's what it should be about. And there's so, so many great storylines out there that the average person, oh, San Jose State, well, they wouldn't win a title. So what, you don't watch a football game unless the team is capable of winning a title? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, a bunch no, of yeah. posers. Yep. You know, it's just, to me, it's what's yep. beautiful about college football, this. A story like San Jose. I guarantee you, Tony, not one kid on this team and not one guy on the coaching staff Nope. Thought that they would be six and zero. Not one no. of them. No. This that uh, who would have ever thought the uh, Nick Starkle uh, led passing o would average two hundred seventy yards per game too. Uh, it's they really well, are that happens. kind of team. They're all blue, they're so. Yep. Starkle should without question. Starkle should have went to the Mountain West sooner in his life. He would have had a better time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> bouncing around the SEC like the kid did. Because I heard they were like Arkansas yeah. transfer. I'm like, Arkansas, wasn't he in Mississippi State? Wasn't he everywhere? Like, he wasn't he like on every team uh, in the SEC? Uh, but yeah, just 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 a fun story. Uh, great, great story. Um, uh, the, the San Jose State Spartan team. So, all right, back back to the National Football League. Let's keep it rolling. So I sort of jumped through a few games here. Denver, Carolina, Houston, Chicago. I went to the Kansas City, Miami game. We got uh, Minnesota getting six and a half against Tampa. This is an intriguing one where I think Johnny Sixpack looks at the Vikings and thinks they suck and they're six and six and Kirk Cousins and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, we're talking about a football team that was, what, one and five? Like, these guys have been on a run, all right? They've been on a run yeah. for a while now, the Vikings. Is it pretty? No. Are they down at times? But they've shown resiliency. Like, you know, they have. Like, give it, give them credit. Like, Kirk Cousins has played well in the second half of football games. Uh, Dalvin Cook is an explosive player. Uh, they're, they've they've tightened their secondary problems up a bit. What do you make of the Vikings? I'm looking at the Vikings plus six and a half here. I wouldn't argue with that. I, I would say if, if you wanted me to argue it and play devil's advocate so you could think a little more, you, you'd say the Vikings <laughs> haven't faced the uh, – they haven't faced a winning team uh, in six weeks, since six weeks ago when they played at Green Bay. They're sitting at number seven, the final slot in the NFC playoff picture. Uh, this is really, this is, listen, this is a great game for a couple reasons. One is, this you're going to find really what Zimmer's made of, and, and I haven't agreed with what Zimmer's done over the last year. We, we talked about this in the preseason and digs. But here's the deal. More than, more than Minnesota plus the points here, I really like this over in this game. I think it's going to be full of points. I don't uh, – listen, Tampa Bay's shown some cracks in, in their defensive armor, and if anybody can pick on that, that would be Zimmer. I agree. Zimmer is absolutely lethal in non-division games, too, guys. 
We've talked about yes, this for is. years. Yes, he is. And it's a non-division game. And as we talked about uh, Zimmer's numbers in, in situations uh, like this, um, there's not a coach you know you'd rather have. Uh, really, he's an ATM machine. We talked about a 12 and three straight up, 10 and four against the spread against the NFC South, six and one as an underdog against the NFC South teams. Zimmer's 47, 24 and two against the spread in non-division games in his career as head coach of Minnesota. That's a big number, 47, 24 and two. Very impressive. That's against that's not big. non-division that's, opponents. That's, yeah, he's doubled yeah, you, it up. You, you listen. That, yeah, that, you used to live at the top of the Bellagio with numbers like that during the course of the year. Those are big numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're damn right. Tampa's 0-4. I think Tampa's – I think I saw some stuff this year, and I'm not a big trends guy, but I think they're I think they're 0-4 when they're, uh, they're they're coming off some some home contests against op, some crazy some crazy <laughs> trends. But uh, some, I'm, some with crap. I'm with you <laughs> on on the Minnesota. The Vikes, I like them. All right, what well, this game? This game, you can't talk me out of it, anyways, Tony. I'm taking the Jacksonville okay. Jaguars plus seven and a half. Taking the Jags, dude. The oh, Jags have been in every. Right. They've been playing in every football game. They've been in every game except the Steeler game, going all the way back to early October. They don't get blown out, and they they just played Tennessee earlier this year, and it was like a three point game. Yeah. They don't get blown out the Jags. Talk to me about this game. Well, I would say I would never try to talk yet. I might, I might call somebody have you committed for taking Jacksonville. But uh, I, against Tennessee, I wouldn't do that, Gabe. First off, I have received at least 200 emails uh, that basically I got to quit speaking poorly of the Tennessee Titans and their defense and it being a fraud. Uh, I, I, they can't stop Titans anybody. Their third sucks. down percentage is horrendous. That's right. You're absolutely correct. And guess what? Jacksonville has shown, Gleason's shown, they have shown prowess offensively when no one expected them to. That's not really their issue. It's the defensive side of the football field where they have a lot of injuries. So I like the over in this game. I can't disagree. If you look, Tennessee Titans, guys, 9-2-1 nine, nine, to the over. Uh, this year, Ryan yep. Tannehill is 19 and uh, now 20-5 and five to the over. 20 and 5 to the over, and it's 25 starts uh, with this team. Um, and as we mentioned, guys, so you look at Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville played Tennessee on September the 20th this year, 33 30 final score. Um, it's gone over three to the last four times these two teams have played, actually, and you wouldn't really think of that and expect that. But, and you also, and, and guys, you look at me, you look at Jacksonville. Last week, Jacksonville were 10 and a half point underdogs, they lost by three. The week before, they were getting seven and a half at home against the nine-win Cleveland team. Browns are a nine-to-three team. Jags lost 27-25. They covered. They lost by two. All right, they lost 27-3 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. The week before that, they were in Green Bay. They were getting 13 and a half. They lost 24-20. to They nearly won the game. Oh, yeah, the week before that, they were getting seven points against Houston. They lost 27-25. They lost by two points. Um, I, know, I could go on, guys. Like, the Jags, but specifically, you know, specifically, so over the last six games, over the last six games, uh, the Jaguars have been in every game except the Pittsburgh game. And in the last, specifically the last five games, they're four and one. Good way to put it. The Jags are four and one ATS their last five games. 
They've been covering numbers with different quarterbacks. It all sucked, too. Four with Finn on the other yeah. side. It, it SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Radio with Gabe Morenci. Level two, the three-minute warning. Tony Finn kicking it with us as uh, we're going through the National Football League rotation uh, right now. I'm just uh, taking a back uh, here from the San Jose State Spartans. Wow. You know, Tony, yeah. last week they were in Hawaii. I didn't think they were going to win that football game. I was like, man, it's a tough spot. You know, they're going out yeah. to Hawaii on short notice. Game game was supposed to be in San Jose. And they moved it and blah, blah, and, and all this. And and they win that game. They come back. Nevada's a good football team. You're in Nevada. You know Carson Strong's a good quarterback. They're a well-coached team. Absolutely. Um, just, you know, Nevada's a good football team. And the game was being played in Las Vegas. Um, you know, you, the Wolfpack are in Reno. So Reno and Vegas aren't close, though. People think it's close. It's not, but it's still. No. You know, they play in Vegas all the time. It's in their same state. You're in, you're playing in your home state. And San Jose State, look early. And I saw people on Twitter, aha, San Jose State are being exposed and blah, 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 and all that type of stuff. Man, like you said, they're gritty. And I brought this up, Tony. I don't know if you agree with this. We have a two it's for the top. Don't worry, it was just a quick update on the other side. We'll keep going. But I compared San Jose State and what they're doing to the New York Giants. They remind me of the same thing. I don't know. Like, they're not great. They don't do anything perfect. But they make plays. They play with heart. They're just playing with energy, heart, emotion. And I don't know. Like, San Jose State, guys, they're small, man. They look like a high school team sometimes. I was looking at their line. I'm like, man, you guys are small next to Nevada, uh, even. And, man, these kids, I don't know how they do it, Tony. What a job Brandon's doing there, man. It's uh, it's impressive. And you mentioned it. Uh, they they are kind of like the Giants. And uh, they don't, they're not, they're not fun to watch, per se. I mean, it's, it's, it's okay. But they're, they always look rough. They look like they, they, they don't look like they're, Comp, it's a weird feeling. It's it's like watching the Rams. Listen, the Rams are not an aesthetically pleasing team to win. They're the most balanced team in football. They don't.